All right. Hey, guys. We are live. Hey, Mark. I see Mark is already here. I see Heather is here. Hey, Heather. Okay. All right, guys. As we are coming in, come on now. You know what time it is. But let me just say one thing. It's Friday. We finally made it. Another episode of our Friday Fraudsters. Hey, Thomas made it today. Haha. Yeah, t- Thomas, I just woke up and it was 2 p.m. too. We made it. It's Friday. Another episode of the Friday Frosters. Now, anybody notice anything that's missing? Hey, Jana, I hadn't seen you in a while. We should talk. Call me. Um, <laughs> anybody notice anything different today? Mark says he is bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Mark, we should have got to be another special guest today because you see Joe is missing. Joe got tired of dealing with me, you guys. Secretly, I knew it was going to happen one day. No, I'm just kidding. Joe is actually uh, at the Savannah chapter for the Institute of Internal Auditors, and she is doing one of her fabulous programs today. So we were going to try and do it live, but it didn't work out like we intended it. Hey. Hey, Pozo, what's going on? Did you get back from acupuncture? You were going to acupuncture. Why are you here? Yeah, Heather got it. We're missing a person. Stephanie is here again. Hey, Stephanie, glad to see you here with us again. And Yvonne, Yvonne is somebody that I know, love, and respect. Hey, Yvonne, glad to see you here. And she's wearing pink. She is wearing pink. Deidre, hey, Deidre, what's going on? I'm glad you could make it, Deidre. It's always better when you are here. So, yeah, you guys, Kelly, uh, not Kelly, Joe is missing, but you still have Kelly and I, but at the end of the day, we made it, and it is Friday. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. As you're coming into the room, there's one thing that people have forgotten to do, and you guys know what that is. I shouldn't have to tell everyone now. What kind of mood are you in? Drop the emoji in the, drop the, the emoji that signifies the mood that you're in right now into the chat. Do that for me, please, so that I can see how everyone is doing. And you know what? Stephanie actually already did it because she dropped in some wine. Hello from Seattle. Stephanie, it is wine time. We got a LinkedIn user that says, hello, all. I'm going to sneak and cheat over here. Hey, this is Gnall from uh, Nassau. You always show up as a LinkedIn user. It's your privacy settings. But I know who you are now because I'm cheating. I got my phone open, too. (laughs) Yvonne says, I have you on my calendar. I know Yvonne and you are on mine too for your great show. Jana is really, really cool. And you guys, Jana really is cool. Amy is here. Hey, Amy, long time no see. Amy is really cool today too. Hal is looking for the happy hour with his wife. Hal, it is five o'clock somewhere, my friend. Hey, congrats to Lisa. Wait a minute. Who graduated with their MBA today? Hold Lisa. on. I have to go back up and see. I'm cheating. Oh, that's Lisa. Lisa. Hey, Lisa. You that's graduated awesome. today. Congratulations. Heather is in some kind of cat mood today. How are the cats, Heather? Thomas is really having a good time today. <laughs> and Suzette. Hey, Suzette. Good to see you here again with us. So, guys, now... We have quite a few people in here with us today, so we can begin. Hey, Garnell. Yeah. You know who's awesome on uh, LinkedIn? Wait, somebody Garnell. says they changed it just for me. You didn't change it. I still see you showing up as uh, 
a mysterious LinkedIn user. Hey, we got Maria from Cuba. Hey, Maria. Oh, my. Cuba is in the house. Well, look at here. The Friday Frosters, we are going worldwide. Uh, by the way, Lisa, Deidre says congratulations. <laughs> All right. So, guys, you guys know what time it is. It is the Friday Frosters show. We are missing one person today. So that means that Kelly's going to have to carry the whole show because, I mean, typically the two of them carry the show even when I am here. So I do apologize in advance for that. So let's get to our first story. This one I'm calling a wolf in sheep's clothing. And you'll see why I call it that in just a moment. So a Florida man, it's always a Florida man too, right? Isn't it always a Florida man? A Florida man has been sentenced for his role in a telemedicine fraud scheme that cost Medicare millions of dollars. His name is Patrick Wolf. So now you guys get it right. A wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> huh? You know what? I'm full of corny dad jokes and I know it and I'm OK with that. So if you guys are OK with that, we'll have a good time. So his name was Patrick Wolf or is he's 48 years old. He hails from Bel Air Beach, Florida. The name alone sounds kind of rich, right? Bel Air Beach. It reminds me of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. OK, I'll stop. Let me go on with the story. <laughs> so Patrick Wolf from Bel Air Beach, Florida, was sentenced to federal prison for participating in a healthcare bribery conspiracy. Wolf owned and operated a durable medical equipment company at DME. I'm going to tell you guys what that is in just a minute. Uh, it was called Wilmington Island Medical. And it operated as W.I. Medical Inc., a Georgia company. He admitted to paying kickbacks in return for DME orders from physicians and nurse practitioners. So now let me just explain to you guys what a DME is. And I'm just going to show you what I pulled directly from Medicare.gov. Durable medical equipment is, uh, well, basically those things like blood pressure meters, blood pressure strips, canes, crutches hospital beds, those things that a doctor may prescribe you if you really, really, really need them. That equipment that you get, and well, for you, mostly it's free, but it's really not free because it's being paid through Medicare and our tax dollars are paying for it. So now, now that you know what that is, let's talk about his fraud scheme and what he did. So using WI Medical, he would bill fraudulent orders to Medicare Part B and Part C. And so the scheme defrauded Medicare out of millions of dollars. And what he did was he asserted that his company was actually giving end users the products that he was billing Medicare for. So essentially, he was saying, Medicare, we gave your grandma, we gave somebody's grandmother a set of crutches. Now, here's my bill for a thousand dollars. Well, they weren't giving granny the crutches and they were being paid a thousand dollars. But it gets even worse. What they were also doing is the actual equipment orders were fraudulent. They were stealing people's Medicare numbers and Social Security numbers. So these were false billings all the way around. Now, they were caught by the government. And get this, the government went on a sting operation to get them. Anybody care to guess what they named the sting operation? Just take a wild guess and let's start. Let's go back to the chat and start putting in the chat. What do you think the sting operation was called? It's a very, very catchy name. Hal says a Florida man. Of course it was a Florida man. Hal, you hail from Florida. I blame this on you, Hal. It's all your fault. So anybody care to guess what they call the operation, the sting operation? 
Yvonne says a nice pinstripe suit. That was a nice suit, Yvonne. As much money as he made, he could have he could afford that suit. So while you guys are trying to guess what the operation was called, he oh, oh God, Pozo <laughs> crutches on wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Okay. So so while you guys are guessing what the operation was called, let me just tell you. The Southern District of Georgia has now charged over 30 individuals and companies as a part of the crackdown. They're saying that it costs Medicare over one point five billion with a B, you guys, billion dollars so far. Wolf was actually sentenced to two years in prison and pleaded uh, guilty to one count of conspiracy and was ordered to pay. Get this. Five hundred forty nine thousand seven hundred. Wait a minute. Five hundred forty nine thousand. $476.17 in restitution. That's just pretty exact, right? The 17 cent. He must also serve three years of supervised release after completion of his prison term. So now, Amy has a very good guess. COVID cash. <laughs> you like that radio voice, right? Listen, COVID cash. <laughs> Yvonne says she loves it, Pozo. Oh, wait. Pozo came back with another one. Durable kickbacks. Oh, wow. Pozo, that been good. I think you missed your calling. Mark is saying gimpy leg fraud. Oh, wait. Yvonne has a really good one. Wolf Sting. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm starting to like that radio voice. Wolf Sting. Okay. So in all seriousness, I got to say, our federal agents working for whatever agencies combined to do this, they are some creative folks. They called it. Are you guys ready for this? They called it Operation Brace Yourself. <laughs> that, my friends, is awesome. So at this point, here's what I'm going to do. You guys are probably tired of hearing me talking, but now that you've heard the story, we are going to go to our pink collar crime, although this was not a pink collar crime. We're going to go to our pink pink collar crime expert and let her weigh in on this what say you kelly what do you think about this you know this just irritates me to no end because on so many different levels so most all of us have a parent and um my mom had medicare my dad had medicare and my mom lived in an assisted living facility and they would give her stuff all day long and i'm like you don't need that what what like, and she's like, well, it's free. And I'm like, mom, it's not free. I'm paying taxes. Everyone's paying taxes. My mom wasn't paying taxes, but like, the, and you know, these medical professionals, we hold them to a high standard. And I don't think I said it in this group, nurses, 17 years in a row, Gallup poll, number one, most trusted occupation out there. And I don't like to say this either. Money is the root of all evil, but oh my gosh, like what else causes people to do, to ruin their careers, to ruin their families besides money and the chase of the almighty dollar. So I, yeah, it just, well, when I'll people tell you what. say it doesn't cost, it does cost and it costs a ton of money. And Robert and I were talking earlier, we had a, a Medicare, Medicaid investigator come to my, our local chapter of the ACFE years ago and the state of Oregon, which Oregon doesn't have as many retirees and elderly people as Florida, 
she would recoup $7 for every dollar of her salary. So for these people who say that investigations are cost centers, oh my God. Like I said, when I worked at a certain place, I brought in 10 times my salary in a year and a half. We aren't cost centers. Yeah. And well, and you bring up a great point because if you go to, um, oh, I forgot the agency's name now, but the agency that investigates Medicare fraud for the government, they actually post on their website the cost and how much money they recouped based on their investigations. It's a part of their audit plan. So that's an audit department that actually is making money uh, or recouping money and, and doing a good service because you are finding people who are committing fraud. But here's what's really interesting about this one. Well, a lot of frauds in particular, but, but in particular, this one. So this guy had a lot of bad actors with him because in order to bill Medicare and Medicaid, he had to get an order from a physician or a physician's assistant. So he actually got them to create false orders that he used within his company to get reimbursed from Medicare, Medicaid. So we all know that the hardest frauds to actually prevent and sometimes detect are those that involve collusion. So this wasn't one bad actor. He was one bad actor in the midst of several bad actors. So how in the world do you really catch that kind of fraud? Tips. Tips find fraud. Yeah. You know what? Someone always gets disgruntled. And, you know, in the world of Hollywood, that person gets offed. But in the world of, you know, us, no. And again, listen to whistleblowers. So maybe some lower level employee um, saw something and you got to listen to him. Yeah, he had a good network. Definitely. Yeah. He, he had to have a, a good network of people because they all kept it kind of private. Mark says it's the Department of Health and Human Services. Mark, I think you're right. Mark also says that sex and money, biggest two, uh, biggest two MOs. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, and Pozo makes up, brings up a good point, too. They take an oath to not harm. And that also means not, you know, taking money. Right. That, that makes sense. Yeah, I, it's just stuff like this. When, you know, this is the neutralization, what criminologists study, that they say, they rationalize it. It's not hurting anybody, but it really can. And it hurts all of us taxpayers. You know, going to the Rita Crundwell who stole $53 million, a lot of people are like, well, oh, so sorry for the town of Dixon. We paid for the FBI agents. We paid for the marshals. So when someone says, well, it doesn't affect us, if there's any federal agency involved, we're paying. Now, Christine brings up a really good point. Tony at the top, why say anything if you can get a cut too? Well, you can also get a cut of that jail sentence too, though, right, Christine? <laughs> right, Christine? And, and Deidre brings up one of the best points. Data analytics can also identify anomalies in submission data. 100%. Um, and a lot of times, most companies don't use data analytics to its fullest capabilities. And, and Yvonne says, does taking an oath in America mean anything? I don't know. But see, here's what Yvonne is doing. Yvonne is a Canadian, eh? They're so kind. <laughs> so Can that's why she is saying that. <laughs> so, Yvonne, I'm proud to be an American. Nah. You guys, Yvonne is actually a friend of mine, so I'm, we, we joke like this all the time. But she actually is Canadian, seriously. So that's why she kind of said that as a tongue in cheek. But 
truthfully, we do have a lot of fraud happening in America. But again, I think Wendy said something about that was a slap on the wrist. Uh, so, yeah, $549,000. But but this guy, Wolf, he also has a nice mansion and a Maserati. He has a car that costs more than most of our houses. I forgot to add that piece to it when I was looking uh, looking up some information on him. So, yeah, Yvonne is laughing. She got it. She's a good sport. Hal is saying that the cost, the cost is not just the fraud, but the cost of the investigation, the cost of trials, the cost of jailing the offenders. Yes. And we, the taxpayers, are the ones who are ponying up for this kind of stuff. Uh, but back to your thing on whistleblowers, uh, Kelly. I, you, you guys have seen a lot of videos I've been putting on LinkedIn lately. If you see something, say something. Do not be afraid. It will cost you. It will cost you a lot. But it's better to see something and say something than to not. I mean, seriously, you have your own pride and your own morals, ethics and integrity. So that, my friends, is our first story for today. So here's what I want you guys to know about some things that I want you to be aware of outside of let me give you some crutches for that headache. I thought that one was pretty catchy. That was all me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dull dad jokes, whatever. So look, Kelly has a CPE virtual CPE book club coming up. Kelly, you want to talk to the people about that? Um, I'm doing this with Joe in her book club, which is awesome. We're all a bunch of book fraud, fraud book nerds. And I'm just going to, you know, pull some stuff out of the uh, embezzlement book. And um, <laughs> I, have, I have reviews on Amazon. And um, one of the things which, like I said, my family doesn't find me funny, funny, a lot of people find my humor a little twisted in the book. So it's always fun because just like Friday Froster, when we make it fun, you guys remember and people want to be a part of it. So this is not going to be a bunch of tables and things like that. It's just going to be real life, you know, embezzlement stories. All right. So don't forget the virtual book club next week. Now, for you guys that are your first times here, if, if it's your first time here, what we're doing now is just a brief intermission before we get to our second story. We try to cover two stories. Sometimes we get to three, but we try to cover at least two stories in about 30 to 45 minutes. So the next thing we want to talk about is Joe. Joe's not here, but Joe has a virtual CPE book club. You guys don't have to read the book. Joe reads the book for us, and then she she does a presentation. Sometimes she interviews the authors, and that is where you're going to see Kelly. I was on one last week or the week before or something like that. I forgot. I did one. I don't remember when, but it was the most fun book club I had ever experienced in my entire life. She has a, a good spin on doing book clubs, so that's Joe's plug and me. I'm doing something called the Ask Better Questions Boot Camp. You guys know I believe that auditors can ask better questions, get better answers, and that will help us perform better audits. I wrote a book about it. It's a best-selling book on Amazon. Go out and get a copy. The boot camp is nine weeks, 18 hours of CPE. That means you get some time with me directly in group coaching and training. And if you sign up before Sunday and use the coupon code Friday Frosters, you will get $100 off an 18-hour, nine-week program. So now, we're not going to plug ourselves to death. We're going to move right along to our next story. So our next story, I know you guys are thinking, isn't this the same guy we just saw? Yes, yeah, the same guy you saw with the crutches because our next story is very similar. A Georgia woman who operated a telemedicine network through two companies 
has admitted to participation in an ever-growing healthcare telemedicine fraud scheme. Her name is Charlene Frame. And so let's talk about Miss Charlene. Here's what she did. She's the operator of Royal Physician Network LLC and Envision It Perfect LLC, both Georgia companies. Now, she recently pled guilty in U.S. court to conspiracy for conspiring to pay medical providers such as physicians and nurse practitioners in exchange for obtaining orders for, guess what? DME, durable medical equipment. So here we go again. Here's what the U.S. attorney said about this. He said Charlene Frame used her network of companies to blatantly defraud the government's insurance safety net for seniors. So now this was a similar scheme. What she was doing was a little bit more interesting because she was paying doctors and nurses for these orders. And then she was giving them to the CME, the DME providers like Mr. Wolf. So she was the intermediary. She had a good thing going on, right? She was the intermediary hooking physicians up with companies that could uh, buy the products. All right, Hal, see you later. Hal is saying, oops, got to go. See you later, Hal. See you, Hal. I'm just kidding. I don't think Hal is going anywhere. I think that's an inside joke he's been uh, <laughs> doing during the show. But you guys, so now this is Charlene and this is the scheme that she pulled off, which was similar to Mr. Wolf's. But here's something interesting. I found Charlene on LinkedIn. And I'm going to show you guys what her LinkedIn profile said about her company. You guys are going to find this very interesting. Here it is right here. It says, Envision It Perfect was started because, unfortunately, physicians are taught how to treat patients but receive no training on how to run a successful business. I'm sorry. I got to try and get through this without laughing. Okay. <clears throat> Serious face. <clears throat> physicians make uninformed business decisions which are costly and can be fatal for their practices. Physicians see more patients and work long hours, hoping that somehow magically their financial state will improve. Everyone else seems to get paid, i.e. staff, insurance companies, lab, labs, and pharmaceutical companies, but physicians miss paychecks and sink deeper into financial debt. Retirement is something physicians think about, but have no idea how their medical practice will fund their. It stopped there. And <laughs> our mission is to help physicians gain financial stability and independence while improving their personal lives. In VIP helps physicians work smart and not hard. <laughs> Look, man. Yeah. It's just, you know what, again, chasing the I'm almighty dollar, I, most doctors are doctors to help people. Granted, things have changed. You know, there's a, a podcast I listened to, Pivot with Scott Galloway, and he brought this up. And my father-in-law was, no joking, father-in-law, so no genealogy to me, a brain surgeon really smart guy. But what Scott Galloway says is the doctors used to live in the nicest houses in the neighborhood. And then the lawyers kind of pushed him out. And now it's the finance people that pushed him out. Doc, he says, he's like, doctors don't make a living like the other, like they used to be up here and now they're kind of down here. But yeah. they still have this sort of lifestyle that's up here that they saw that, you know, there's a lot of generations of medical families, not mine, but, um, it's it's not a guaranteed golden ticket anymore. Yeah, I mean, it is not. And, and it's it's primarily the way insurance 
is a, a build that's making that happen. And uh, it is, it's very sad. So now, oh, wait, we already got that one. <laughs> yeah, this is where Mark was saying, that is why the sentences are so small because WCC, because it is a victimless uh, crime. Yeah, yeah, that, that is bull, Mark. It is not a victimless crime. We end up paying the price as taxpayers. Um, we end up paying a heavy, heavy price. I wonder what, like, you know, and this is not to get political. We're book fraud nerds. We are so book fraud nerds um, or fraud book nerds. Um, uh, we, um, I wonder what the U.S. pays in DME compared to other countries, like just DME. So yeah. I know that we pay more and our health care is less, but I wonder what. So if someone wants to Google that cost of DME per capita in U.S. versus, say, France, I bet our DME is like this. I don't know. It, it has to be because you got to think you go to the hospital or you go to the doctor's office. They're always giving you something free. Oh, it's OK. Your insurance covers it, even if you don't need it. I know one one big thing is uh, crutches is big nebulizers and, and the uh, 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 liquid that goes in them. That's big. Hey, Stephanie, you said your book was great. Lots of information and stories. Whose book? Mine or Kelly's? And which book was it? <laughs> oh, oh. We're going with I know, right? It sh the answer should be both, but I just want to see now what is the answer to that. Uh, Mark says, you got to have a sense of humor in this business. Yes. Now, Christine has read Kelly's book. Christine, have you read mine? Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Stephanie was talking about your book too, Kelly, because you were talking about your sense of humor. Bonita said, I have that book. Which book, Bonita? Mine's or <laughs> Kelly's. And if you don't have both of ours, you should probably get both. Yvonne says, I love the show. It is funny. Your course must be great. Well, of course, my course is great. I mean, <laughs> sorry. That, that, that was, a, well, no, it wasn't a joke. My course is great. Um, did the Florida man meet the Georgia woman? Hal, I am so glad you brought that up. Yes. They were in the sting together, the same sting operation that I told you about with Wolf. She was caught up in the same operation sting. Hal, you are very perceptive. You must be an auditor. Now, I'm just kidding. We all know Hal is a great auditor and a great audit leader. If you've not read any of Hal's articles on LinkedIn, you are missing out, especially if you are an auditor. Yeah. Yvonne says she was the broker. Yep, that's exactly what she was doing, Yvonne. She was a broker in the business of funneling bad money because physicians don't know how to build a retirement plan and envision it perfect was started because unfortunately, I'm sorry, I was reading her LinkedIn profile again, you guys. I'm so sorry. That, that was terrible. That was just a terrible joke. I am Robert, not Richard. Stephanie, we're going to have to talk, Stephanie. I thought we were friends. Um, <laughs> but, Mark is saying he bet it was one time. <laughs> <laughs> Mark said, how many bedpans can you use at one time? Yeah, I know. Oh, Stephanie, all is forgiven. It was a typo. I understand. Um, yeah, <laughs> Thomas said they met in prison. Thomas, they actually met before prison. They they literally were caught up in the same sting operation, so they were working together. Oh, Yvonne may have found what we were looking for. Said she okay. Googled it. The United States spends nearly twice as much per capita on health care as Canada. Yvonne, that's not what we were looking for. We were looking for the spending on MDE. Of course, we spend more than Canada because, you know, well, we're the U.S. and we have to do it big, right? Now, <laughs> we have to do it big. That was a joke. Hal has the article of the week. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. 
Stephanie does not have my book yet. What are you waiting for? No, I'm just kidding. No, actually, I'm not kidding. Uh, these stories are just examples of the continued decline of ethics and morals in today's society. Dan, I agree with you 100 percent. It's the COVID shot. She's blaming her typo on the COVID shot. <laughs> Stephanie, but, did so, you get any? Go oh, ahead. Kenny. Sorry. To Dan's thing, you know, the decline in ethics and morals in this country. That's why, like, you know, we bring up fraud, but it's so important the tone at the top, the mood in the middle, the, you know, buzz at the bottom. Like, I, I you know, I can sit there and say, I'm an embezzlement expert. I want to be an ethics expert. expert. Actually, when I worked at some four letter company, I went to my boss and I said, I want to be the chief behavioral officer. And he's like, you got to go work somewhere else. We don't have it here. So we should have that. We definitely 100% should. So, so let me say, Stephanie, since you're blaming it on the COVID shot, did you get any DME with that? So let's go back to this whole ethics thing. So you guys have heard me say, and if you guys have seen some of my LinkedIn videos, again, if you see something, say something. However, it does start with the tone at the top, 100%. But oftentimes what happens is when you start to point out things that are going wrong in organizations, you are now labeled as the troublemaker. So how do we move past that? Well, I don't have the silver bullet answer, but I think if we keep acting like cowards, especially those of us in the audit and compliance profession, these things will continue to fester. They will get worse for us in our profession because what will happen is you'll see companies do things like, I think we need to outsource our internal audit department. As soon as you find things that are so, and I will say, this is the minority the things that we see, the cases, I know it sounds like a lot because every Friday we have some, but this is the minority. A majority of the people in the world are good people. But if we allow the minority to start costing us so much money, then it still becomes very bad. And the minority mindset will be the mindset that becomes the majority because now it becomes to, to be the norm. So if you see something, you have got to say something. Ooh, Thomas has found it. Google says that we spend about twice as much in DME as other countries. Thank you, Thomas. And I think Yvonne was almost there. We spend twice as much per capita on healthcare as a whole, but I was talking about DME. So it looks like on both we spend just as much. Stephanie says she has a bunch of DME in her garage because of the huge amount of pocket costs you had to pay. Oh, out of pocket costs, sorry. I bet you do have a lot of DME in your garage. What, what kind of DME do you have? Like crutches and all kinds of stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, you well, know, and then this. OK, this is like crazy. But I get this fraud thing every week from like NICB and someone else. And there's stories of like low, low level people who get caught selling like diabetes test strips on Craigslist. And it's like. And this goes to optimism bias. Oh, they're not going to pay attention to me when, you know, this person way up here is doing the really bad stuff. You are a statistic. And so every week when I get these updates, it's low level people who have done something just stupid. Like, you know, they got their car insurance after they got in the car accident and now they've got a felony or they, you know, people have to realize it's easier to catch the low people than the high people. And 
hate to say it, most all of us are the low people. So when you screw up, you're going to get caught. You know, here's something interesting because you guys know I, I like to ask the, the, the good questions or, or the things that just seem odd. So in cases like this, the wolf guy, the wolf in sheep's clothing, they said he made millions of dollars and he only has to pay back half a million. Now, we know that doctors don't make as much as they used to or, or they actually do. But the cost of going to medical school is so high that they're burdened with a lot of student loans. So it. It really costs, no pun intended, a lot to be a doctor. Yet we need our doctors. And if you notice in these fraud schemes, the middlemen are actually making more than the doctors. The the, the woman uh, in the case, uh, the case that we're talking about now, of Envision It Perfect, I, I forgot how much, how many millions they said her company raked in because of her fraud scheme. So doctors, while they do make a good living, they aren't making millions upon millions and tens of millions of doc dollars. Yet the middlemen are actually making millions of dollars. Something is wrong with the way the system is operating now. If we can have a system where the doctors who are needed by patients are making less than the middlemen who are actually defrauding the system. Something is really wrong with the entire system there if we are allowing that to happen. So Stephanie has told us crutches, walking boots, wrist braces, uh, arm immobilizers. Oh, okay. Between yourself, your husband, and three kids. I was about to say, are you really just clumsy or something? But okay. <laughs> husband and, I'm Thankfully, Stephanie is taking this all as jokes as they are. They are definitely jokes because we want to make it fun here because this is a serious subject. Heather is saying things that make you go, oh, yeah, you are absolutely right. Now, Pozo has said a whole lot here, Pozo. Pozo said, getting labeled as a troublemaker for making recommendations on how things can be more ethical, effective, and efficient, and innovative. Uh, I've heard that's hurtful. It is, I can tell you, through first-hand, <clears throat> excuse me, through first-hand experience. People say doing the right thing the right way is too much work. I tell you what, it is not. What is that old saying? You can either pay me now or pay me later. Benita, you know I love you. Benita is my sister from another mister. She is so funny. Yep, that's business bullcrap. If you didn't know, that's the title of one of my books. But Nita is reading it now. She seems to really like it. Eh, you know, it's 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 the worst of my best books is what I say. Now, it actually is a pretty good book, but it's it's one that I wrote so many years ago. Uh, I probably need to refresh it. Um, so Mark is saying, but the doctors are unethical enough and not smart enough to get sucked into the fraud. Yeah, I do agree with that, Mark. Grant, the doctors are 100 percent culpable. Don't get me wrong, because, you know, if the doctors and the nurse practitioners weren't participating, the frauds couldn't happen. But I just think it's odd that the middlemen can actually make more money than the doctors. That is quite unique and intriguing to me. Well, the other thing, and I mean, I say this about dentists, but it's even worse with, say, a neurosurgeon. Say you get a doctor who all of a sudden is like, you know stressed about work and money and does this and then the fbi or someone knocks on his door or her door and you know all of a sudden you have an operation that afternoon they're not fully there and they're gonna like cut open the right the wrong knee or whatever so like you can't go to your doctor and say so you have any problems with law enforcement you distracted are you gonna cut my the right leg or something like that but it can really, there are downstream effects from when they make these bad decisions or they 
know they've done something wrong. Then they start drinking or taking pills and they're not up to their mark technically in their skills of surgery or whatever it is. So we can get affected that way. I mean, I, I can't remember that book or the movie where like the guy goes in and they almost cut the wrong knee and he's like a football player. And it was wow. with Amy Schumer. And it was like really, really fun. You don't want a distracted medical professional. I don't know. Do you guys like, have you ever had a distracted medical professional? And you're like, what's up? Like, yeah. Drop it in the chat for us. Have you ever had a distracted medical professional? You know, you bring up a really good point. Now, I, I like what you said about if you get visited by the FBI in the morning and you have the surgery that afternoon, because obviously they're going to come out and question you first. Right. So you're very distracted. I'll take it to the next level. As soon as you start doing the crime, that anxiety is going to eat you up. And so if you're about to walk in the surgery and your, your assistant says to you, Dr. Such and such, you've got a call. They won't tell me who it is, but you need to take it. And it could just be the florist wanting to know where to deliver flowers to your significant other. But you might have an anxiety rush that affects you now with this surgery that you're going into. Heather says she hopes that she's not had a distracted medical. I, Heather, for your sake, I hope so, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yvonne says it's scalable. Yeah, it's scalable. This is this is funny. Yvonne, I love. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, Mark says he has asked what's Ooh. going on. What's the issue? You look a little distracted. You know, the fact that you are stammering and the fact that you aren't walking straight, that <laughs> makes me think that something is wrong. But, yeah, that's a good point, Kelly. What 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 is the downstream effect of you knowing that you've committed this fraud um, and that you're taking this ill gotten money? Hal says he had a doc that was more interested in discussing a dishwasher with his spouse than hearing your health concerns. Right. Excuse me. I'm, so now I'm hoping that you change doctors immediately. So my daughter had a, um, a, she chipped a tooth while she was in Mexico. So she went and we recently moved. We had to get a new dentist. We very luckily got in, he fixed it. But while she was waiting for him, she heard him saying in the other room that he wasn't really very cool with the vaccine. And my daughter was like, He's a medical doctor. So she came home. He fixed it. She said he was really, really nice. But she's like, I'm not going back, mom. We need to find a different dentist. I can't. Like my daughter just, she goes, I want a medical doctor to actually believe in the vaccine. So it's neither here nor there. But this is what my daughter said. And I, I kind of agree. Right. I'm not laughing at your daughter right now. Because I think that's a very serious situation. And she did what she felt was best for her. I was laughing at Hal responding. He didn't switch doctors. He just bought him a new dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, here's one thing, too. So if you are listening or you catch the replay and you are an internal audit professional or a fraud professional working in the healthcare arena, why don't you guys start doing more data analysis surrounding your payers in your network? Um, you uh, again, I said this before, a lot of you guys know I was a chief audit executive and I had healthcare under me. Uh, we did not do much data analysis at the point where I was working there because I wanted to build to that point. But there's a lot back to Deidre's point. You got to love Deidre. 
data analysis will save you a lot of time, effort, and energy. See you, Wendy. We got to catch up at some point. Wendy's a good friend. Um, Cheryl says, but are dentists really medical doctors? Oh, oh Sherry, that's what my daughter said. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, Sherry, I'm so sorry. I mispronounced your name, Cheryl, at first. Uh, you know. Mark said, did you install it too, Hal? Well, okay. So, like, going back to the first story, we've talked about supply chain. You know what? What if someone really needs that DME and they've all been sold to a bunch of people that don't need it? Like, okay, too much information here. I'm having a medical procedure next week. They're out of the medicine for the procedure. So they're having me make my own with, I mean, it's just an easier way if it's way too much information. It's an easier way if they give me one thing, but um, they're like, well, you can do this and this together. And she said, it's supply chain. So what if someone really needs a wheelchair, crutches, whatever, and they have all used it, giving to like people who don't need it? Well, you got to think about it. March of last year, what was the big supply that everyone needed, but we were in short supply of? Mask. Mask. So to your point, this does affect the supply chain as well, especially if so. And, and so let me just let me just add a little bit more context to both of these stories. Both of these stories occurred in the South Georgia region because we thought Joe was going to join us live, darn it. And we could have, you know, had some some items that really affected the people that were on the call. So both of these items were in the South Georgia region. Now, let's drill down further. If they were specific things like maybe walkers for old people and, uh, you know, it uh, hell, hell and Heather. Oh, my goodness. So. <laughs> so. So if, if if they were things for older people in that area that may have needed it, it may have caused a shortage. Listen, guys, Mark says no dentists aren't real doctors, but veterinarians are. And <laughs> Stephanie is saying, Stephanie, you know what? We might just take you up on that. We've been gauging the audience and you guys' interaction. And so far, like for right now, we got about 20 to 30 people that are hopping on and off today. That's pretty good for me. And then a lot of people, the replay, we actually get like 100 or so folks. So it's uh -huh. doing really well. So I, I agree, Stephanie. We should make this a full hour now. Hal, we're talking mask. Well, I guess toilet paper was in short supply, too. Of course. Now, of course, on top of Hal, Heather. I wouldn't expect anything less from Heather. <laughs> Heather has okay, a really good who knows, what a who knows what a Toto washlet is? You can't buy them these what? days. What is that? It's a bidet. Oh, a bidet. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know For what a bidet is. For the paper shortage, people started figuring out that bidets kind of work well. Oh, oh. Hal <laughs> said, "Get your DME, get your supplies of DME in Stephanie's garage." There you go. Problem is solved. You are absolutely correct, Hal. This is how we, as auditors, can help in the supply chain. Yvonne said, where are you going? She set aside her hour. Well, Yvonne, but if you looked at the meeting invite, it was from 2 to 2.45. We actually might just hang on as long as we get this good audience interaction. I mean, I don't have anything else to do, clearly, because this is my job right now, entertaining you guys. <laughs> okay, so I have a question because this, again, too much information. My son just had staples put in his head right before we went to Mexico 
Now, I couldn't be in the room with him because only one person was allowed. It was my husband. My husband grew up with his dad being a brain surgeon, and he knew never to question the doctor. Now, if I were in the room, I would have said, we're going to Mexico. Can you not do something else like super glue it? And yes, they do use super glue in your brain. Um, But we're, we're kind of raised not to question doctors. And so have you ever pushed back on a doctor? And said, no, I don't think I need that. I don't know. I'm kind of interested. Do you, have you pushed back on a doctor and said, I don't think so? Like, That's a good question. So you guys in the chat, have you ever pushed back on a doctor? While we wait for you guys to type that in, let's have another intermission break. Look, you guys, it is Internal Audit Awareness Month. Now, most of us, we should love Internal Audit. If you love Internal Audit like this lady in the picture here, get yourself an I Love Audit shirt. They are available on that auditguide.com. Take a look. We also have them in Spanish. So if you are Spanish speaking and you want an I Love Audit shirt, grab you one. Because again, if you love audit like this lady, some of us eat, sleep, and then that's all we do is audit. That could be hazardous to your health, though, because you might end up being really, really tired like this young man. He still loves audit, but he's cramped in one of those small rooms doing a whole bunch of audit work. He needs to break free and become the life of the party. Again, my accountants will definitely get that joke. Those who aren't accountants are looking at me like it is life of the party. You can't spell. Somebody just needs to hit you with the dictionary. No, that's not the case. But auditors love fiscal fitness, you guys, don't we? We love fiscal fitness. So. It is Internal Audit Awareness Month. Grab you some gear. I should have been wearing my shirt today. So now, Yvonne says, nice shirts. Amy says, yes, she just stopped taking the medication. That's how she pushed back. And now Heather, I know Heather. She questions everyone. Yes, she does. Hal says, he's not going to Kelly's (laughs) son's doc. No, thank you. My man, yeah, you came late today, but it's okay. You're here. Uh, yeah. So Nigeria. Yeah. Alaba. I always say his name wrong. I'm so sorry. You're going to you're going to teach me how to say it right one day. So Nigeria is in the house right now. You are in Nigeria, aren't you? I think so. I think I got that right. Mark says, yes, he has pushed back on a doctor. Sherry, I believe you. Sherry says, yeah, I pushed back on a doctor before. Oh, we already came back to Heather. Now, Pozo is saying I pushed back behind his neck and didn't take the behind his what? Pozo, Pozo, what are you saying? But behind his neck and didn't take the prescription. Ooh, <laughs> Stephanie says she was raised by a single mom nurse. So, yep, you question everything. Yvonne says, nice shirt. Yvonne, I made those shirts. If you know any people that are auditors, tell them to go get one. They were made all by me. Now, Mark says, remember, I'm an investigator. I pushed back on doctors, generals, governors. It is my job. Personally, we are all fallible and put our pants on one leg at a time. And Mark, while we're there, send me an email later, Mark. I want to talk to you about a potential investigation that I probably need to partner with you on. I'm working on something, and I may need your assistance. Yes, good evening from Nigeria. I thought it was Nigeria. See, my memory, I'm not that old yet to where I forget everything. Hey, hey, Yvonne is saying, hey, sending her love down to Nigeria. Pozo, I know back. Okay, yeah, you need a dictionary. No, I'm just kidding. Nigeria, bring some music next time. You got that right. 
so yeah so kelly that was a very <laughs> that was a very good question kelly i appreciate kelly because kelly brings the audience interaction because you guys so here's the deal kelly and joe they do all the hard work and i just sit here and look pretty and i don't do a good job of that so uh <laughs> That was a very good question, Kelly. So a lot of people have said that they push back sometimes. Uh, Mark, you'll get on it. Yes, Mark. Let's do that. Hell, you are like me with my kids. Ask your wife. <laughs> oh, that was in response to pants. What are pants? Gotcha. Gotcha. You guys are hilarious. You guys are really making my day on this Friday fraudsters. So did I mention you guys that today is Friday? Hey, so look, I, I've got another question to ask you guys since we're here. So now that we're approaching close to the end of the show, what mood are you in now? Let's drop some emojis in the chat. What mood are you in? By the way, if you'd like to see any of these characters on a shirt, go to afroji.net, afroji.net. <laughs> oh, boy. So Thomas is saying, wait, he looked away for a moment and suddenly how <laughs> Out pants. <laughs> Did you miss something? You missed a whole lot. <laughs> but no one knows about pants because we're all from the, you know, neck up. Yeah, we are all from the neck up based on Zoom. You know what that's called? You got does anyone know what it's called when you are okay in the top and then party at the bottom? Anybody can tell me what it's called. I'll wait and see if anyone knows what that is called while our emojis run in. So Pozo is Pozo. Are you saying that you're bored? Is that sleeping? She's just you're bored sleepy. with us, Pozo. She's getting sleepy. Oh, she's getting sleepy. Stephanie is upside down right now. Uh, Pozo says she's just kidding. Mark is somehow chasing the money. He wants some fraud. Ha! Uh, a lot, a lot. Man, I'm sorry. He's happy. We're gonna have to hop on a Zoom call so that I can practice the correct pronunciation of your name. Hal has found his pants. <laughs> Thomas is saying, where are the Panthers emojis? TGIF. Hey, who is this? You're just showing up as LinkedIn user. Oh, that's Sherry. Wait, Sherry? What? No, that's not Sherry. Oh, that's Granal again. Hey, sorry. I have to look on my phone to see who you are. Sherry is Sherry is talking to the cats right now, I think. Hey, this bud's for you. TGIF. That's right. It is Friday. Mark says that he's writing a blog and get uh, on getting back to the in-person interviews. Yeah, yeah, that is true. We're going to have to get back to those soon. So it looks like most people are in a very, very good mood on this Friday. And you guys are having a good time with the Friday Frosters. Heather is saying that she needs a nap. Amy's still here. I thought Amy had left. So, Jana, are you still here? I think Jana may have abandoned us. Jana said, Robert is too crazy for me. Jana knows me well, and she probably abandoned us. So, so Amy for is next Friday, does anyone have something that, um, like a case that you've done or a case that you're interested in? Like hit up Robert this week. We, we're, you know, we have tons of cases, but maybe um, if you guys have something that you want to look at or you have, you know, you have experience with a case and you could help us with it, I would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, thank you. You guys see, I told you Kelly is the, the best. So let me just say that again. If you guys have a case 
that you'd like for us to cover on Friday Frosters, send it to me, Joe, or Kelly, or all three of us. And we may bring you on as a special guest if you have some inside knowledge. Maybe it's a case you worked on, you know, especially if you work for like a governmental agency, because all that stuff is public record. Anyway, we could have some really, really, really good conversations. Let me ask you guys another question since you're here. So you guys know and love Kelly. You guys have read her books and not mine. So (laughs) so. If Kelly were to do a boot camp where she did some training slash coaching on how to detect pink collar crime, white collar crime, any collar crime, heck, just Kelly, would you guys attend a course or a boot camp or a boot camp slash course or a boot camp slash course course slash coaching program led by Kelly Paxton, the pink collar crime expert? Would you guys attend something like that? Now, Yvonne is saying she would just be a spectator. And she would have fun. So just let me know. Now, Yvonne is saying, yes, she loves Kelly. See, everybody loves Kelly. And she's wearing pink. And she is wearing pink. You guys, Yvonne is a resume writing job. No, no, I'm sorry. Not, Not resume writing. Yvonne is a career coach. Yvonne spent a lot of years in human resources. And if you need to find your dream job, you need to go to Yvonne. She will help you fix what's wrong with you. What's stopping you from finding that dream job? Uh, Kelly needs to make a movie. Oh, wow. Ooh, I have a call with a casting agent this afternoon. What? Are you serious? You didn't tell us about it. Wait a minute now. You know it's what? just the first call. And they, the they Friday process is going to have to run over today. We got about five minutes before the top of the hour, but I have a feeling this is going to take a little bit more time. Hal said he would come if it's a how-to. So if you're teaching him how to commit fraud, Hal is there. Stephanie said, absolutely. We got a lot of other people that are watching that uh, right now. I can see how many people are watching and they're just being quiet. So I think they may email you offline if you have interest. I'm assuming this is Gnarl again. Um, So if you have any interest in that, email Kelly. Sherry says, yep, yep, I would definitely attend something given by the great Kelly Paxton. Yvonne manifested for you, Kelly. There you go. So I was just throwing that out there as a feeler, but apparently, Kelly, if you were to do some sort of boot camp, some sort of something like that, people would tune in. So here's what I'll say. If you are watching this on the replay, type yes into the chat if you would like to see a program by Kelly. Email Kelly if you would like to see a program by Kelly. I'm going to ask you guys that are watching right now to do something else for me. If you're watching this live, do a hashtag for me. Do hashtag live for me so that I know who's watching live. If you watch this on the replay, comment hashtag replay so that I know. And if you don't know what that is, let me just show you what I'm talking about. See, I'm multitasking here. If you are on live, do hashtag live and don't misspell it like i just did there we go you'll see my comment coming in hashtag live there i am now pozo is saying pink collar boot camp coaching oh i kind of like that title pink collar boot camp pink collar you know what i think we just have a name for your new program (laughs) and i didn't have to hire like a pr person like the department of justice does (laughs) you really didn't look at that granal a lot a lot Please send me that that recording of your name, my friend. He's saying that you guys need to talk. Uh, Hal says he will. I'll be in Mexico with stitches in my head. I'll have to miss it. Oh, boy. 
So look who's live. Pozo's live. Sherry is live. Amy, thank you, Amy, for hanging around. Amy, has it warmed up up there in Michigan yet? You are. In, yeah, you're in Michigan. Heather is team live. Stephanie is team live. Yvonne is team live. Pozo, thank you, Pozo. <laughs> Pozo helps me with my Spanish a lot, you guys. She'll send me emails in Spanish just to help me practice. I've been practicing Spanish, trying to learn Spanish for at least three months now, and I don't know how good I am. I can actually read it, but talking is a whole nother thing altogether. I, I think that's Ganal again. Live. Mark, live. Thomas, team, live. Yvonne says she loves it. Amy is saying that it's not much. Uh, it's still cold up there. Oh, wow. Ooh, boy. Yeesh. So the next time you need a QAR, call me, Amy, just not when it's winter time. So if you need a QAR, give me a call. Um, you know what, Stephanie, you may have gotten your wish today. Looks like we've run a full hour. Mark says it's cold in Pennsylvania. Hey, Mark, why in the world did you move from Florida to Pennsylvania? We got to have that conversation at some point. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> Garnell. Oh, thank you. I was saying your name wrong too, huh? Oops. I'm so sorry. You know what, Garnell? We need to get on a Zoom call too. So uh, hit me up. Let's get on a Zoom call. Talk about audit, finance, accounting, whatever else you guys want to talk about. Hey, listen, does anybody remember how we, um, how <laughs> you're alive too, but I didn't mention live. Well, I'm mentioning it now. Anybody remember how we ended the show? last week we ended the show pretty fun last week right we had a good friend of mine no i'm just kidding i don't know the guy we had a good friend of mine lead us out last week mark is saying oh my mental issues who you or me which one <laughs> which one of us has mental issues mark uh you know what i think stephanie might be onto something we may need to do this for a full hour because i mean this honestly this is fun, especially with Kelly getting the audience interaction. I'm actually working the control board, and so I'm kind of doing so much. It actually slips my mind. And so with Kelly prompting you guys with her very good questions, I'm just amazed at how good you guys are interacting with us. Uh, so I'm, I'm probably going to put a poll up to see if people want us to go to an hour. Uh, and if you do want us to go to an hour, respond to the poll when you see it, because I take this seriously. I, I like the responses that I get from you all in those polls, because what we want to do is make this educational and entertaining all at the same time. Uh, we want to make it fun for everyone, because I said this the first show. Fraud is a very serious subject. Um, oftentimes, as fraud investigators and as auditors, we get the short end of the stick. We get called names. We get, you know, basically put in the bottom of the barrel of our organizations. But our job is extremely important. And if we can have some fun while we're doing it, it makes it better for us. Uh, you guys, shame on you. How could you miss last week? And by the way, if you did miss last week, just go to my profile and look under my activity. You'll see it. It's all under my profile. Let me ask you guys something else. Oh, Yvonne is doing hashtag one hour. Let me ask you guys something else. Would you guys watch the show if I put it on LinkedIn? Uh, not LinkedIn, on YouTube. So like if you missed it and I had the recording on YouTube, would you watch it on YouTube? It's kind of hard to find on my profile. I may do a video showing people how to find people's posts and not just all that other activity when you go look on. Uh, sorry, guys, I talk with my hands. I've been doing good most of the shows, but I've been. 
can I set a reminder for the event too? Well, LinkedIn doesn't do a really good job of the reminders. What happens is uh, it shows up in your feed if you're on LinkedIn and it'll say Robert is live and then you hit it. I actually recorded what it looks like uh, uh, today. So I'm going to probably do a post about it so that people know. Sherry wants us to go one hour too. Stephanie is saying, heck yeah, I'll stay for an hour show. So yeah, Pozo, uh, when you sign up for the event, it'll pop up an alert, but it, it's it's kind of quirky. Um, so I, I'll try to work on seeing what are some things that I can do. Heather's still here. Heather, probably not. You wouldn't watch it on YouTube, Heather? Okay, that's fine. Some people might. Heather won't. Um, Yvonne says I should put it on YouTube. Yvonne, that audit guy has a YouTube channel. There's not much on there, and I'm thinking about building it up. That's why I'm asking the question. There's always a method to my madness. Clarence, hey, man, when did you get here? (laughs) (laughs) Look, Clarence is a real good guy. If you guys don't know Clarence, connect with him on LinkedIn. He's an auditor for the uh, state of Maryland. It's a shame I can barely remember most people's names, but I remember where where they work and, and, you know, Yes, I can't access the event. Why can't you access the event, Clarence? Oh man, but you made it here today. I gotta maybe we'll hop on a Zoom and I'll figure out why you can't access it. Because if you can't, then there may be other people with the problem. Um, Yvonne says, "Do you have a YouTube channel?" Yes, I do have a YouTube channel, Yvonne, but these videos are not on it yet. Stephanie says it alerts me via email as well in the LinkedIn set. It does. Oh wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Mark, you have no what? Wait, Kelly, what does Mark have no idea about? My thing was late. He says, "What's going on with your family?" <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, Clarence, you know what, man? I'm doing better than I deserve, man. We'll have to catch up, I, man. Here's the thing, though, Clarence, I can't get on a Zoom with you because it ends up lasting hours, man. We just <laughs> we just get talking to talking and talking and talking. Clarence Javon says hi. Yeah, they can go to my hashtag on LinkedIn, that audit guy. You know what? I need to do a hashtag for this show, too, and uh, make sure that I include it. And that way they can find all the episodes. But fear not, my friends. I have recorded all of the episodes. I have recorded all of the episodes. You know what, though, guys? It is Friday, but what happens after Friday? It's Saturday, Sunday. (laughs) Oh, Alaba says that he's already connected. I know I'm messing up your name, man. Please send me the voice note. Uh, He's already connected with Clarence. Yeah. Clarence is an excellent guy, you guys. Uh, You all should connect with him. So now we learned some valuable things today. We learned that a lot of people want to see Clarence, uh, not Clarence, Kelly do her uh, boot camp. We've learned that a lot of people have read Kelly's book. You guys don't care about me at all. Um, We We've learned that the U.S. spends twice as much on medical expenses as Canada uh, on, a, on a per capita basis. We've also learned that there's a lot of fraud going on with MDE, um, and that's pretty sad. And we hopefully if anybody who's listening is a auditor for a healthcare organization or a healthcare plan, you'll do like Deidre said earlier and start using data analysis because data analysis will help you find some of the things that are going on in your organization. Um, yep, just make the hashtag trend. There you go. We have a LinkedIn user. I'm, I'm assuming that's Garnell again. 
uh, with the clapping. You're still here with us from Nassau. How are things in Nassau? I have a good buddy that lives in Nassau. I need to come uh, for a visit. Clarence says, thanks for the book, Kelly. Heather says, we'll make it a drinking game. You know what, guys? I think I am going to take us out today the same way that I took us out last week. 